0: Welcome to the Be Encouraged podcast, and if this is your first time pushing play, I want you to know that you are so welcomed here. I am your host, Jackie Brindle. I am a mom of three, wife, teacher, blogger, speaker, and I do like to run. We all need a little encouragement on the good and not so good days to lift us up and onward. That's my hope for you, that you will be so encouraged and know that with God, nothing is impossible. Hey everybody, go ahead and pull up a seat, come on in, and welcome to the Be Encouraged Podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Brundle, and you're listening to episode number 76. And if you have not gone ahead and written a review yet, can you just do that for me today? That would be such a blessing. That would fill up my cup of encouragement right here because I feel like that way more people can be encouraged just like you. So as you're coming in today, I have such a treat for you. Yes, I do. If you listen to episode number 42, then you listen to Tony McFadden's story. And I have her back on the show again today as our guest speaker. Uh, she is a, now an author of the new, newly released book called Redeemed, My Journey After Abortion. It's such a treat to go ahead and unpack that a little bit later in the episode, but really, first and foremost, one of the most important jobs of my life is being a mom. And I know Tony feels the exact same, she is a mom of four. And um, although she is a nationally renowned speaker and doing all the things, I just love being able to chat with her about being a mom. And you know, it's tough, it's tough, you know, out there in the world today. And how do you unpack all the different things that are going on? Uh, with your kids today. So I hope that this episode, you know, builds up your confidence as a parent and builds you up in faith to kind of just keep walking and doing doing the the work. You know, I just feel like God has called us all to do. And God has called if you're listening and you're a parent or you will be a parent, God is a calling on your life. He's called you to be that parent. And it's not by accident. It's not like oops. It's not Oh, are you sure? <laughs> uh, but yes, God has called you to be that parent for those particular kids, for those particular needs, and He will equip you and empower you through it. So hopefully this conversation just infuses hope into you and reminds you that, you know, through Tony's story and her encouraging words, that no one, and I mean no one, is too far gone. Not even the worst parent on our worst day or the child who, who feels, you know, too far out of, you know, our reach. I feel like God is, reminding us all that he can redeem it all so if you again are uh, anybody who's anybody who knows like a child and has some way that can impact their lives just remember that you matter and this conversation is worth listening to because maybe it just will equip you for something um later on down the line for you to to use so let's go ahead get on your walk or run commute or wherever you are and be encouraged let's go Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody. I have my dear friend, Tony McFadden on the show today. And Tony, I'm so excited to have you back in the show because about a year ago, if you've not been listening to the Be Encouraged podcast, I had Tony on and she shared her incredible life-changing story with us. So definitely if you've not listened to it, you should go over there and check it out. And there's just been so much going on between then and now, and I want her to unpack it all and just really also talk about being a parent because, Tony, you're a mom of four. I mean, i just going to let you go ahead and take the stage and talk a little bit about who you are and uh, what you're about. Yeah.
1: So thank you for having me on again. Um, yeah, I'm a pro-life activist and speaker and... I just wrote a book that came out recently, which was a big bucket list for me. It's called Redeemed, My Journey After Abortion. And yeah, there it is. <laughs> and that right there is my journey through being vulnerable about showing my process of the regret of my abortion, but also the grace of God and him entering into my life and rescuing me and then giving me a platform to speak about not only his grace, but also being a voice for the voiceless. And it's something I'm very passionate about because I I do care about those in the womb. Therefore, I care about our children outside of the womb as well. It all goes together. And God changed my perspective on all of that because he gives us our value and being able to take the mistakes of my life and then him turning around to glorify his name is just been something I don't believe I deserve, but I'm so grateful for. And I've had so many women who have had abortions in their past write me after they've read my book, just so thankful that someone put into words what they couldn't themselves, or that they're not ready to talk about what they went through. But this was a step of healing for them. And I'm just amazed at how, when we surrender everything to God, he will do things that you can't imagine. Like I spoke at the National March for Life in Washington, D.C. in January. And that was probably the biggest crowd I've ever spoken in front of. I think there was 50 plus thousand (laughs) people there and plus those who are watching online. So he just keeps opening doors as I am longing to be obedient to him and allow him to use my life to show people that We don't have to live in our past that um, he stands in our, he, we get to stand in his perfection, you know, and that releases a lot of a burden of feeling like I have to earn my way or I have to be a certain way to walk with him. And that's why the scripture says, come, you know, as you are. And he let him do the rest. So it's been an amazing journey. I've always felt like I'm on an accelerated course (laughs) with the Lord. I'm like, wait, what is happening? How am I here? But I'm just thankful to be able to show that freedom is available in him. Not the freedom that the culture tries to (laughs) say is freedom, but real freedom that reaches the depth of our souls. And because I have that, I want to offer that to other people.
0: You just have such a joy about you. I think when you you speak of such a hard topic there, Tony, and you just Mm -hmm. just bring it up with so much grace and uh, wisdom that I know I can only see God working through you, which is just another thing that just um, so just brings me right back to you as just personally as a friend and just getting to know your story more and more as it just layers of layers of it, just get to be peeled back and just kind of watch it unfold. And it's just a beautiful thing. And I think also it's a, an example for the generation that is out there right now, facing a lot of questions Um, our own kids, you know, and you're saying an example, like you said, you went for And you talked in front of thousands of people and your family was right there behind you. I mean, what a powerful moment. Can you speak to that just as, you know, your kids were able to watch you be such an example of what grace can do?
1: Yeah, I haven't talked about this very much because it's something new. And I didn't even write about this in the book, but in the past couple of years, my husband and I have started to talk to our kids about our story. And if you notice at the March, my youngest was not there. Um, He doesn't know yet about our story. So, but the older three do. And it was powerful for them to hear this because they know that mommy speaks on, you know, not only relationships, but they know that I'm defending the most vulnerable and our population, which is preborn babies.
0: Yeah. Or
1: they'll say like, yeah, my mom saves babies. Like that's kind of yeah. how they view it as like a kid. But they also know that abortion takes an innocent life. And they hear those things, but I think to be present there and to see me speak, I think is going to affect them years down the road. I don't think they can really grasp all of it now, but I think that when they look back, they're going to be like, whoa. <laughs> like, yeah, that the fact that this could be the last March too for this, because Roe versus Wade has the potential of being overturned in June of this mm-hmm. year. There's, there's a lot of historical things in that moment. But to just be standing there for their mom. I think that God's not done, that he's going to use that in some kind of way. And I am praying that it will help them to have compassion on women who have gone through an abortion, but also stand firm when the culture is saying that this is normal and that this is a woman's right. And that I hope that they're able to articulate that themselves because Mm -hmm. they own it themselves. The same thing with their faith. That's the conversation we've been having recently is yes, mommy and daddy are believers, but you have to, you're getting to an age now you have to own it yourself. Like Jesus wants a relationship with you, a unique relationship with you. He wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to your heart and you know that's what i desire for them is that god would open up opportunities that they would be aware that he is real and he is living yeah. because they've all even the youngest they've accepted jesus yeah <laughs> and even the youngest i they had the he had an argument with um one of his siblings the other day and she was like um you can't act like that you're not going to go to heaven <laughs> or something <laughs> <laughs> and, um, he was like, I repented of my sins. I was in the car with you dad. Right. So he remembers the time and the wow. place and he's seven. So, you know, it's there, it's there. And I can't, um, make it happen. I'm praying and walking in faith that as I live out my faith, as my husband lives out his faith, that my kids are going to see that cuz i believe that's going to speak more volumes to them so them seeing me on stage speaking in front of these people telling my story which is very vulnerable and hard to do but also giving glory to god for why i could be standing up there in the first place i pr- i know it'll make sense to them one day
0: yeah so i believe that awesome. yeah that's beautiful i think this whole general like all across the generations today need to hear that truth, and mm-hmm. I think the more you speak about it and combat the lies of what the enemy is put and sewed into people's mm-hmm. minds and ears, and you know, I think it's so powerful that you just speak it with grace and love mm-hmm. and with Jesus, and I think. Yeah. Um, you know you speak to a lot of youth and uh all mm-hmm. over the country and you know you go around and, and you talk about your your story but you also are um you know gaining a, a degree and helping others in you know psychology mm-hmm. and and honestly you know if you can we're just gonna take a little turn here but yeah. you're seeing that you know anxiety and suicide and depression and are at a critical high right now especially even mm-hmm. even adults and you know even this younger generation um you know, I think they're just, we're battling a lot across, across Mm -hmm. the board and, you know, maybe it was always on the rise. I don't know. Maybe it was, but it feels like suddenly now it seems to be coming to the surface more and more and more in today's culture. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, how do we nurture and empower, equip, encourage, let's say, you know, young adults, teens, Mm -hmm. anyone, you know, in our lives when we're feeling heavily burdened, especially parents, like, some days mm-hmm. we're just burned out. Like, I don't know, I'm raising my hand. Like this has been a week and it feels like it's been a month. And, you know, um, so how do we encourage the, the parents out there and the children out there and, you know, what you've been um, doing and working with as well?
1: Yeah, I go to the fact that there, it always, to me, the root is identity. The enemy wants to attack identity. Why? because we are created in the image of God. Each and every one of us are uniquely made. When a child is born, it's not repeatable. That DNA is only specific to that child. It would never be repeated again. It's unique. So the enemy (laughs) hates family. He hates marriage. He hates anything that represents God. So the attack is always gonna be the family. So these kids are dealing with not knowing who they are because they're getting so many different messages about gender, about um, sex and relationships, that it's not a big deal. And you can have sex with whoever you want to, whenever you want to. And when I go and I speak to the youth, I'm speaking on relationships because that's the root of a lot of things too. We can't have the statistics of abortion go to decrease if people don't value their bodies and value sex. God is the creator of sex, you know, and parents can't be afraid to talk about sex to their kids because if they don't hear from you, they're going to hear it from their friends or somebody else is going to teach it to them. And we can't be afraid to talk about it and be real with them I'd rather have my kids be uncomfortable and hear it from me and their dad than hear it from someone else because I think as parents we underestimate how powerful our voices are to our kids it may feel like they're not listening and they don't care but when push comes to shove they are going to remember your voice yes they will They will remember your voice. And I can already see it happening with my kids. Um, The older, our oldest one, we've been talking about sex with him, mainly my husband talking with him. And at first it was like, you felt like, oh, it's a little awkward to talk. But then he was like, oh, he feels more awkward than me, but he knows we love him. He knows we care about him because we're in the day to day with him. You know, so and we've told him don't listen to your friends when it comes to this. If you have any questions, come and talk to us. Now, sometimes some things he might ask were like inside, like freaking out. <laughs> you <know>? But <laughs> yeah. you don't show it in the moment. Show it later. So <laughs> Yeah, right. You know, but it's it's our job to protect them. It's our job to speak truth to them and um I think we need to, as parents to be encouraged to not be afraid to have the difficult conversations and not be afraid to be um, not liked in the moment, they might not like what we have to say, you know, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but when they look back they're going to be thankful guarantee it. I know myself growing up I my parents had no boundaries for me. None. And I felt, I thought it was so cool. I can go wherever I want, do whatever I want. But now I realize boundaries is a safety net for them to actually flourish because yeah. that's why kids need consistency and they need routine and they do need boundaries. That's where they're going to thrive. So um, I think we can be encouraged for those who are listening, who are specifically believers that the truth will not fail you know that's why um god says train them up in the way that they should go and they will not depart from the word but then in deuteronomy it talks about training up like you know as you're making dinner as you're driving them to you know just living out your faith in front of them i think we can be like oh we got to do a devotional every single I mean, it's not always realistic to do that. We put these expectations on us. And I'm thinking, what is my responsibility? What is God's responsibility? You know, like he loves them more than I do, way more than I I do. I
0: love that. And I just want to piggyback off that with another quote from Paul David Tripp in his book Mm and says, if rules and regulations had the power to change the heart and life of Mm -hmm. your child, rescuing your child from himself and giving him a heart of submission and faith, Jesus would have never needed to come. You see what you assign the power of change to will then shape, will then shape the way you parent your children in all those mundane and not so mundane moments that end up forming who they are as they leave your home. And he goes on to explain that the the relationship between law and grace, and it's kind of like what you said. Like you, you set the boundaries. You set like they're in the sandbox, right? Like you set the where they need to play, and this mm-hmm. is what you can do. But you step out of those boundaries, and you're not answering necessarily to to mom and dad. Maybe there are consequences, right? That you answer, but then there's a, a deeper level that we're answering mm-hmm. to, and it's yes, this it is you know you're answering to God at this point, like you said. Like you have to own own that um, at some point in your life. But I love also that you just mentioned, you know, training up a child in the way they should go. That's in Proverbs 22, six. And it's funny in the one verse I was reading, I said, train up a child in the way they should go, even when they are old. So I, I think this is hope for all of us parents who maybe feel like we've missed the boat or perhaps like we, well, maybe we didn't speak truth enough to them or dive into the devotionals with them. Um mm-hmm. I, I don't think it matters what age you have a kid at. Like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how old they are, I mean, um, in the sense of if you start to train them, if you start to infuse faith and truth mm-hmm. in them, they will hear it. I don't think it will ever go on deaf ears. My mom always says that. like the the seed that's planted, it's in there somewhere and yeah. um, and it will grow. And, um, I think that's just hope for all of us. If we feel like hopeless, like we've gone too far, um, or our kids have gone too far, um, that you're, it's not, it's not a hopeless cause, right? Yes. It's never too late
1: to start. <laughs> and I think that I just look at my own life and how I grew up and I'm like, wow, I didn't have a foundation. Like I'm setting for my children. Yeah. And I got saved, you know, out of all of this. And so it always amazes my husband and I, as we hear them say certain things or they choose the type of music they choose to listen to that is about God. And that's because they're around us and they know the kind of type of music we listen to. So it's just a natural thing for them to listen to christian music. and it's like little things like that that i almost can take for granted in certain ways but that's shaping them. our mm-hmm. minds are so powerful. what we think about will often determine our behavior. and when one of my kids, you know, do something wrong i'm saying that that's revealing your heart. that's in your heart. that's and that's what needs to change because they live in a culture that says follow your heart. And we're saying, no, do not, do not yeah. follow your heart because it's deceptive. So when you're dealing with a certain sin or not obeying or not wanting to be rebellious towards mommy and daddy, that's like being rebellious towards God.
0: Yeah. It's a way to put Just it. like
1: you were saying.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're really yeah. accountable to him. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, I, I, I think that's true. And, you know, he even... Uh, went on to say, you know, in in it, um, I don't know if I quoted it or not, but the, the book is called Parenting 14 Gospel Principles that Can Radically Change Your Family. And, and he goes on to say, you know, God has called you to be a parent. I love that he reminds us that it's a calling, just like how yes. tony on and you stepped through so many different stages um, and transforming stages of your life. Um, and even still continuing on and, and God's still working on you. That's, He's calling you and you may be saying, I don't know. I don't know. You gave me this much. What are we doing here? But mm-hmm. I think that's even as a parent, we have this calling on our lives and we better believe it, that God has called you to be a parent. And yes, mm-hmm. you are called to be that parent to those kids, even mm-hmm. if they are your adoptive kids, even if they are your uh, foster kids, or let's just say they are the kids in your classroom and you don't have kids yet, Then <laughs> you mm-hmm. are called to, to help form them, shape them. And I love that he says it, and continues on with the quote. He says, God has called you to be a parent. How does he give you what you need for this calling? Well, he gives you what you need by giving himself In giving himself. He showers his amazing, forgiving, rescuing, transforming, empowering, and wisdom, giving grace down on you. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. I love that because
1: he's equipped us. He, he will equip you for what you're called to. Mm you know so yeah you're called to you were specifically designed for your kids you were the correct parent for them you know whether we do that or not is our choice he does give us free will you know i don't have a relationship with my biological mom maybe her maybe her purpose was to birth me (laughs) that's all but you know it's a privilege and an honor to parent my children not because it's really easy to do not because we have a perfect family not because i mean we yell we fight we ask for for forgiveness it's a re- it's a relationship like you're growing and learning and you know you remember the first time you have this little baby in front of you and like what am i doing yes. why are they letting me leave the hospital oh. with this baby like <laughs> what is happening how do you you put them in the car seat?
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) And you know what we worry and, you know, but you're, I love what you're saying. Like God is, is there and he will lead us. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. But I will fight tooth and nail for my kids. Don't let me underestimate that, Yeah. Yeah, you know, because they're vulnerable, they're vulnerable. And the devices make them vulnerable. There's so many things around them that are, are cause them to be vulnerable. And as an adult, it's my job to lead and protect. And, um, that's not easy to do. I do need God to do that because most of the time, by the time, you know, you drive them all around and you try to make dinner and you go home, you just want to go to bed. Like you don't (laughs) (laughs)
0: you want to tap out
1: yeah you want to tap out and you know it's a journey it is a journey but his grace will be there his grace will meet us in our shortcomings because no one has it all together there is no parent that parents perfectly absolutely not
0: if you find them let me know (laughs) (laughs) right seriously call me up (laughs) Um, but you're so, it's so right. And I, I think, you know, parenting a teen and a tween and a little one, like, you know, elementary school age, um, Mm -hmm. every day is a surprise. (laughs) Every day does not go smoothly. Mm -hmm. There are ups, there are downs. Um, and I, I think everyone needs to know that the struggle is real. Mm -hmm. And I don't think everyone gets by, you know, it gets through life looking like a highlight reel. You know, I think we all, uh, need to remember that we're still, God is, will equip you. And I think one of the things too, this week I was kind of muddling through parenting and I just sat down and I was like, Lord, before I go up there, I just need to say a big prayer. Like, I don't know how I'm going to say this. I don't know how I'm going to, uh, make and resolve this. Um, and the Lord really walked me through after that. I don't know how, um, I don't, you know, but he gave me words that I didn't know I was going to say. And that was good enough for me Mm because there's just, sometimes you don't know how to, to do it. And it's like that God will equip you. He will empower you. He will guide you. Um, you're not sure how to have those tough conversations. Like Tony said, maybe that's something that you can do, or, um, you know, I don't know. you have any good, um, resources for parents um, who are going to be talking about some tough, uncomfortable conversations. Mm-hmm. Do you have any um, golden nuggets of wisdom for us, Tony? Anywhere we well, can I, Yeah, I would say not
1: a book per se, but I would say community. We need each other. Don't do it alone. <laughs> like, I think we can isolate ourselves to our families in a sense of thinking like, I got to deal with this, this is separate. Call on each other. I think we need to get back to community, it taking a village to raise our children. And I think we need to go back to that of, you know, let me speak into your child's life, you know, yes. speak into my child's life. You know, we have a, a special um, connection with our babysitter that's been babysitting our kids ever since our youngest was baby, baby. And she's like, um, like an older sibling to them, and I love that her values are the same as ours. So the things I say, she can say too, but they'll take it in a different way because their relationship with her is different. You know. Yeah. So I think we need to get back to that community, like calling you, like, hey, Jackie, <laughs>
0: like, yeah,
1: I'm having this issue. What would you say about how to deal with this? Or I had a blow up with my daughter. Yeah. I'm a mess. Like
0: that's real talk. Can you
1: (laughs) encourage me to go back in that room and talk to her or whatever the case is, you know, where you see my child acting up, walk alongside me. Like I had someone do this to me the other day. Actually I was picking up my youngest from somewhere and he had to go to another (laughs) sport. (laughs) And so he, went from right after school, right to one sport to the next. And so he was just tired and just like moody. And so he's screaming in the car and I could see the car behind me, a mom that I know that was in her car and she was like watching. And I think he says something like, I hate you, but he wasn't saying it to me. He was saying it to a sibling, which is not okay either, but he <laughs> just like said something like that. And I got in my car. And I just, re- I looked down at my phone and she was like, you're doing great. It's okay. And I'm like, <laughs> <Aww>. thank you. <laughs> like Aww. it's those moments that's like, yeah, I see you. I get it. Instead of the judgment, like, oh gosh. <laughs> Every kid has acted like that. Every 100%. kid, has, you know? So that's that community thing of being like, I see you, you got this. Keep going, you know, like stepping alongside each other. I think so. We don't feel alone. So we don't feel like, oh, only my kids act like this. Yeah. You know, (laughs)
0: like a hundred percent.
1: Yeah. And we're not,
0: they're not alone. You're not alone. I love hearing this because I'm like, yes, you get me, Tony. And you're right. Like maybe even just, and here's a thing, like prayer is so powerful and here, and that is a thing too. And we have to remember that not just ourselves praying for our kids, but to pray Mm -hmm. uh, for one another you know, how can I pray for you today? And maybe you're thinking of that friend that you want to pray for today. And you don't even need to ask what it is. Just pray because every mom needs prayer. Like let's go, you know, so make your list, get going, get praying in your car or wherever you are right now, or your run or your walk. And I think that's another thing that our nation, we are in desperate need of prayer women and Mm -hmm. parents Mm -hmm. for our children um so they know who they are in Christ. so they know that they who they are and that they are loved and they are seen uh Mm -hmm. by a great god who's formed them and um and just asking god to help us parent them in the way that he wants us to go it's not always the way that we want them to go right
1: right (laughs) but it's sometimes
0: it's you know we have to lean into what god wants for them and um i love that you remind us to do that tony Hey, let me pause right here and tell you all about the Anchor app. Have you heard of it? Well, it's just the best way to make your own podcast right there with one click, one download. It's free and easy to use with no minimum listenership. Plus, it has all those cool creation tools to make your very own unique and successful podcast all of your own. And if podcasting isn't your thing, you can click there to subscribe to your favorite ones so you don't miss a beat. Anchor also puts your podcast on all the incredible platforms that are out there like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so many more. Now, I love that. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor FM app app today at the App Store and see what it has in store for you. Now, let's dive back into the episode. Um, And I just love that your book is out there. And it's going to guide so many other uh, people to be free and redeemed, which is something we want all of our kids to feel, to know that they have been redeemed. Um, mm-hmm. And you're just a living example of being redeemed. So, and that book is called Redeemed, and I, I want you all to go and pick it up today. Uh, but tell us a little bit, we're going to switch gears here and tell us a little bit mm-hmm. about why that's called Redeemed for you. Mm-hmm.
1: It's called redeemed because God took the darkest places of my life and he turned it around to show me that um, redemption could only come from him. And, you know, I was hiding the secret, you know, that I had had an abortion and um, I went through, it was very traumatic experience of, you know, my boyfriend had left me. I had complications uh, with the abortion and I just kind of stuffed it down for years and didn't talk about it. And then I became a believer and I still didn't talk about it for like three years after that. And, but then as I began to share my story, I saw the healing that God wanted to do. Like he's too good to keep us where we are. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage your listeners that if there is a place in your heart that you've stuffed down, that you don't want to bring into the light, I encourage you to do that, whether that's with a trusted friend and, and you don't have to be on a national stage talking about your story. <laughs> <laughs> if right, you, if you're called to that, awesome, but you don't have to do that. But the enemy uses things that are in the dark. And once I began to bring it out into the light, there was a depth of healing that reveals where my joy comes from where my um thankfulness and gratefulness because i know where i've been i know the choices that i've made that have been against god but he still pursued me in kindness and brought me to him and now he's using the very same things that put him on the cross (laughs) to glorify him like how can I not talk about that? And um, for those of you who haven't heard my full story, you could read it through the book because there's an awesome ending to it that no one's usually expecting, or you can go to the episode <laughs> that I did with Jackie before and hear it, but I named it redeemed because um, Isaiah 118 um, speaks of that. Um, he says, I will, though your skin, your sins are like scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. And that's what he's done for me. That's what he has done. Yeah. That, that is, is hope. hope. That is grace and mm. something that um, is offered to anyone who is willing to receive it. And so I'm redeemed and I'm not who I was before. And um, my life is fully his and he will always get the glory for what I do. So,
0: oh, that's beautiful. I, I want to end here with a little uh, part, a piece of your book. So mm-hmm. on the very last page, it says he is, o- he is the only one that can take our pain and make something absolutely beautiful of it. He is an amazing God who redeems. And I quote Isaiah forty four twenty two: I have swept away your offenses like a cloud, your sins like the morning mist. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. And I think that's a beautiful call for any child of God, anybody who is, anybody here on this earth, that he has redeemed us, that we can return to him and he is right there offering that same loving grace. Thank you so much for that reminder. I'm going to go cry. (laughs) i don't (laughs) care. (laughs) <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but I love chatting with you, Tony. Thank you so love much for you. coming on here and chatting it up with me, um, mom to mom, and just loving on our our guests, our listeners. And just thank you so much for doing that. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thank you. All right. If you guys want to know more about Tony, go ahead and click on the show notes. You can even order her book right there. If you are interested, I hope you are. Um, and I just hope you all have a great and encouraging rest of your week. Wait, 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 right there. Hey friends, were you encouraged today? Did that speak to you in some way? Do you feel that urge to share? Do you feel that urge to write a review? Do you feel the urge to click subscribe? Then do it. Yes, do all of those things. And you can easily find me at Jackie B. Inspiring on Instagram. That's J A C K I E B I N S P I R I N G. You know, it helps me out a lot when you share this content when with your friends and family and when you subscribe and if you were to write a raving review that even boosts this podcast right now, wherever you can find it. So I appreciate that so much because I know you guys have a lot on your plate and you have so many different things going on, but you made time today to listen in and I am so grateful for all of that. I want to say thank you and I hope you guys have a great week be encouraged you guys onward